Imagine you're a fly on the wall at a dinner between the mafia, the CIA, and the KGB. That's where my new podcast begins. This is Neil Strauss, host of To Live and Die in L.A., and I wanted to quickly tell you about an intense new series about a dangerous spy taught to seduce men for their secrets and sometimes their lives. From Tenderfoot TV, this is To Die For. To Die For is available now. Listen for free on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey fam, I'm Simone Boyce. I'm Danielle Robay. And we're the hosts of The Bright Side, the podcast from Hell of Sunshine that's guaranteed to light up your day. Like our recent episode with sisters Regina and Raina King about the why behind their production company, Royal Ties. We have such a huge love for storytelling without walls, without barriers. Listen to The Bright Side from Hello Sunshine on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. It's now time for Cannabis Talk 101 with Blue, Joe Grande, and Mark and Craig Wasserman, the Pot Brothers at Law. We're the world's number one podcast for everything cannabis. Take a hit, get lit, and sit back and enjoy Cannabis Talk 101. You are listening, that's right, to the podcast, Cannabis Talk 101, on iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast. Make sure you check out our Instagram pages for the daily news, learn the script, learn my slam poem, learn more about our personal lives at all, all of our IGs at Cannabis Talk 101 at pot underscore brothers underscore at underscore law. You can catch me at Was Law. You can catch Big Brother at Was Law Dog. You can catch Blue at one Christopher Wright and Big Big, huge Joe Grande. You can catch him at Joe Grande 52. Now, today we have a very, very special guest. Not only is he a recovering drug addict, and when I say drugs, I'm talking about the hard shit, the dope, the shit that the shit's so hard you call it shit. Give me that shit. I got to stick that shit in my arm, in my toes, heroin, meth, you name it. He did it. He went to prison because not 30 days in some county jail. I'm talking hard time, seven years state prison in the shoe, in the hole. Hard time, real hard time because of drugs, because drugs can make you break the law. They can take control of your life. Joe Grande knows a little something about that. We can ask him someday. Today, we are going to learn firsthand what we, whoa, sorry, I just got a fly, flew right in my eye, and I knocked over the mic as I was getting ready to tell you what we believe here at Cannabis Talk 101, that cannabis is an exit medicine. Yes. Let that sink in. Exit medicine Mm -hmm. to get you off the real drugs, the prescription drugs. Yes, legal drugs, opiates. They're killing people every day. And today we have my good friend. I I call him my little brother, who's actually a giant, when you meet him, a giant amongst men, extremely talented singer, songwriter, actor, artist, the creator of the Kick Kit, ladies and gentlemen. The Sober Junkie. Welcome. Hey. <laughs> How are you? Blessings, love, lightning, smoke, man. Uh, 
so excited to to hear your voice, man. And 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 you know, now I can see you here, and uh, the vibes are good, man. The energy is right. Um, I know COVID's crazy and got people all worried and this and that, but you know, I, I'm happy. I, I took this as a time to just keep going instead of slowing down and getting scared. You know, I turned it up a notch, Mark. I turned it up. That's right. These these times right now, uh, there's a lot of it's scary. It's scary. It and you can sit back and let the fear consume you and worry you to death. Or you can take that fear and worry and do something with that energy, which is something that I know, know that you're, you're always doing new and different things. So before I really get into everything with you that I want to get into, because you've got a you've got a long, complex life and I've got a, a relatively short time. I wish I had two, three, four hours to spend with you, let alone, let alone two or three days to really dig into everything that the sober junkie is, who he is, how he's become, what he's become, everything you believe in. And so I want to take the people chronologically fairly quickly through your life. And we're going to hit the, the, we're going to hit the points that we got to hit. But first I just wanted to give you the, the floor to make a little opening statement about what you're doing, where you're headed. And especially as you started to allude to, what you're doing to help people during these hard times. Absolutely. So um, so for you, for those of you who don't know who I am, I'm the sober junkie. And um, like Mark said, I'm a guy that's had a, had a pretty crazy journey, just like a bunch of y'all. And if not y'all, somebody you know. Um, and I made a decision to get clean. And when I did so, cannabis was my exit drug. And I actually also used 12-step program and I hid the cannabis thing. But um, it was what got me clean. It's what did it for me. And, and the 12-step program, which I loved. I loved the fellowship and people staying clean, you know, the people, places, and things. I had to change all of that. Um, but uh, that's who I am. I'm the sober junkie. I'm that heroin addict, that junkie that got clean using cannabis, right? And changing my life. That's a and so right now you're- today, bro. This is bananas. Right now, you know, with the COVID and everything, the performances and the live performances stuff have been kind of, you know, it is right. what it's been. But uh, just briefly, what, where can people catch you if they want to see you perform right now online somewhere or where would you steer them? Um, right now, we're actually got, I actually have some uh, stuff in the works for 2021. But right now is catch me on my Instagram. I'm going live. I'm connecting with people. We're singing all the time. Um, we actually, uh, Hey, I, I also wanna... see, I also see you working out a lot too on your IG live, <laughs> bro. You got that started. Uh, hey, remember that? I, hey. I... <laughs> go ahead. Get what, 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 you got inspired oh, by I who? was telling you that it was you, man. And I told you, I remember I was, I had, I had lost some weight, but I wasn't all the way in shape. Right. I had a belly. I wasn't happy. I was sluggish. And I was like, man, I don't want to be like this no more. And when I said that to you, you went, what? Yeah, you do. Look at that donut. Did I have a donut in my hand or something crazy? You did. You had a donut that same moment you said, I don't want to be yes. fat. That's right. I remember that. I can't say that shit around me. You know, say right. what you do, do what you say, right? That part right there, baby. So um, that started it, man. And, and to be honest, man, especially getting through COVID, I really buckled down, Mark. I really buckled down and I changed my diet and I started working out and I started working on loving myself, man during this whole time. And that's what I've been doing is sharing it on my Instagram, sharing it on the live feed, sharing it in the stories. You know, um, I've stayed in the studio working really hard and I got to go by the guidelines. You know, I got the mask on 
until I'm in the booth and everything else. Good. But I'm doing what I got to do to protect myself and my family at home. But I'm still living. Don't stop living because of this. But be smart. You know what I mean? Right. Be smart. Exactly. You know, and like now people said, if it isn't real, right? I don't care. I'm still going to be protected because if it is, I'm right. good. Just in case. Yeah, no harm, no foul. Just in case. Now, now, one thing about Sober Junkie is that he is he's such a genius. And he's very, and it's very hard to keep up with him because his fluid thoughts, which transcend consciousness, can leave you feeling like you might have missed something important, he says. So for the sake of my sanity and our listeners' benefit, my brother, I'm gonna take yeah. you, you're gonna take us with my help here through your life okay. chronologically. And I mean it. I mean. When were you born? Give us your birthday. March 10th. March 10th, 1979. Okay, and where? Merced, California. What's your mother's name? Dolores Yvonne Hill. What's your father's name? Michael Everett Buckner. From age zero born to 10, whom did you live with? Um, that was my mama. My mom and, and it at seven years old. It was about oh. seven is when I left. Yes. Well, so, so, so where was your father? So dad was kind of doing his own thing. Uh, my mom and dad split up when I was very young. My dad came out to my mom and let her know that um, he tried to love her and he wanted to have a child and he wanted to be straight, but it's not who he was. And he told her, although I, I love you and you're amazing. And, and I, I just, it's not who I am. So they split up. They remained friends. Dad stayed kind of near for a while. Then dad went to San Francisco and I stayed with mom up until the age of about seven or eight when my dad showed up to Los Banos, California. And I moved with him uh, to uh, West Hollywood. And so, I lived in, yeah. So you moved with your, uh, dad. Gay, your gay father to yes. West Hollywood when you were seven or eight? About seven or eight, yeah. All right. Second and how grade. many years, how many years did you live with him? I was there with him from second to fifth grade. When I turned 12, I got the, I got, it was, uh, I guess that's something that you can do. I guess when people, when a child's 12 years old, they can decide which parent they want to be with. Oh yeah. Yes. I used to get to absolutely that there's really no hard and fast age, but cause it depends on maturity and, and different, you know, levels right. of, of, uh, of maturity. Um, but at some point, they're going to let the kid make its own, make the kid's own decision. So, and that's unfortunate. That's, it's fucked up. I, I did family law for 15 years and to make a kid have to say mom or dad because right. of legal reasons, which, right. you know, that's, that's what you had to do. So, so when you did that, so you, how, you were how old? Fifth 12? grade. Yeah. 12, fifth grade. So, so, so you were 12 now, now from, from seven to 12, Living with your father, were you introduced to any types of drugs or alcohol? My dad was a party animal. My dad was a party animal. Um, and I saw it all. You know what I mean? Um, did you taste it? Then? Yeah, I did with a friend of mine. I actually was it offered a, was it offered to no, you by your father? No, no. Or anybody that was with him? Nope. They left it out and me and my friend got into it. Now, let me ask you this, because now, now we fast forward to today and you're a parent. Right. Would you just leave anything out like that? Just leave it out so maybe your kids could get it? Heck no. 
you know, and neither would I, you know, right. Right. So, so, but things are definitely different now. We're talking so many, so many years ago in the past. So when you're talking about time, when you're talking about it's left out and you tried it, what are we talking about? Just alcohol? Are we talking about, what are we talking about? Cocaine. Hold, hold. I have a freaking uh, ambulance siren going by my house. You know, the, the lovely pleasures of COVID and having to do things remote instead of our lovely studio. Right. You know, we have a I great know. studio. I love your studio. <laughs> and we haven't even got to get you over at the iHeart studio. You know, once that's Dude. all done, then, okay, we're good. Let's get okay. back at it. Go ahead. So it was cocaine and they left it out. And me and my friend Kirk, I'll never forget it. We had the straws and we didn't snort it, but we tasted it on the straw. My tongue went numb. And even as a child, that little bit of taste in it had both of our hearts racing. We got scared. You know what I mean? Um, and I didn't try it again after that, you know, but still I, I had that. There was a lot, even though I don't feel he was a bad dad and, and all that, you know, there's a lot of choices he made. I feel that were bad, but. For the most right. part, it was when those parties happened, you know, and and that was the thing is because he was an addict, man. He was he was doing addict now, what stuff. Was your drug of choice. Mine was, uh, gosh. No, your dad's. Your dad's. My dad's speed for sure. Cocaine, meth, yeah, for sure, for sure, and alcohol. Now, alcohol now, now, well. now, so so you're around. You're about ten when you first did the coke on your tasting it and stuff, and this is going on. I'd say 10. about that because we lived on Sweetser, so. Um, okay, right so so we yeah. So let me I'm just trying me, to remember where with the house and the age, and you know. So so I'm imagining this that these parties happen every so often. Your mom hears about it, and at some point, mom makes the decision: I need to go to court to get my kid because he's doing coke. Close. I don't think it was, well, no, it was more like she just knew that. She wanted me and she knew that it wasn't a good situation for me. And she knew that he partied all the time and she didn't even go to court. She just said, when I was 12, he allowed me to, he's like, you're 12. You make up your mind now. And I was you like, I want to go with my mom. That then, though, so then you were spared having to go through the court process. I didn't have yeah, to at least any of the court process. Your father was a smart man to do that. Obviously, you know, I mean, Wow, that's that that cuts out, you know, 45 minutes of my interview. I was going to go through the whole court divorce process. I thought that uh, you, had to go, <laughs> no. you had to go through that. But no. So so when you're 12, you know, was there a part of what about when you're 11 like that year from 11 to 12? Was there did you want to go back to your mom? And he's like, no. Well, not so yet. this is what happened. So I never really it didn't dawn on me like it was a, an issue that my dad was gay. Like I knew that him and Coley were together and I knew they loved each other, but it wasn't weird. There was no like, it was just, I knew that it wasn't bad to me. For It didn't seem awkward to me. When hey, I wait, I got to interrupt you. Yes. I got I got to ask a question as if Joe Absolutely. were here. I got to ask a question because Joe would start asking a lot of questions, I think, and I'm oh, getting inspired know. by Joe. Um, but these parties that went on with your dad, I mean, were you, did you actually see the, the sex happening? Were they orgy? What kind of parties were these? Not, it was it was crazy parties, but I would go in my room and shut my door. You know, I had everything to do in there. I had hella GI Joes. I had a TV, bunk beds. I was by myself, but I'd shut my door. What did I'd you so, be in my so room? So you didn't see anything? Nope. He what did really you hear good about that? 
oh, it was wild shit going on, but I'd be playing my games not wanting to hear it. You know what I mean? Being a kid. Turn it up, play video games, you know, because Nintendo had came out. You know so what? I had a Nintendo. My daughter you know? yells at me and my wife and says, can you not shake the bed so loud at night? <laughs> so, so I get it. I get it. So, all right. So, so you, at 12 now, you, uh, you are, you are allowed, you are allowed between your parents, basically civilly right. uh, no less, because again, I, I did family law for 15 years and that's highly unusual to people right. by, uh, with custody over kids agreeing on not even using the court system, which is the best. Right. I used to try to talk people out of coming to me all the time. It's like, it's just, all you're going to do is spend money and argue. Just can't you agree? So I think right. that's great. And you, uh, chose, uh, your, to go with your mom. And yeah. so then you moved back to where, uh, Merced Los Banos, California, which Los is Banos. like 30 minutes from Merced, 30 okay. minutes from Merced. So, so you, you leave your mom at seven or eight, you come back at 12 you're a you're you're a hardcore drug user. You've done coke. You've done no. Okay, so it's not that bad. You've just but, tasted but I got a little a, bit. I'm a very I'm very different though because my dad. The one thing I loved about my dad was fashion, style, music. He let me listen to whatever I wanted. I could dress however I wanted. I had a huge long ducktail, crazy haircut, a long ducktail. My ears were pierced. I wore jammers, like cut off shorts, and like I was very alien. When I showed up to Los Banos in fifth grade, I was very alien and nobody really liked me because I was so different. And I immediately as a child kind of got depressed and and started eating like crazy. And then I got chunky. Right. Now Hold so, on. Now, hold on. Yeah. So so you're 12. Now, it's at some point here, you're starting high school. You're getting into high right. school now in junior high, school. high. Junior high was it was important. OK, then, was very, I'm glad you said that. Well, tell me about junior high. So as, as we went in from, from, I was cool at first in fifth grade. When I first showed up, I was cool. I had friends. Sixth grade got kind of difficult for me. I started to get heavy. I started gaining weight because I didn't have friends. I didn't, I was going through stuff as a child, right? My grandfather dies, right? And, and before I turned 13, my grandpa dies. And that was my world. My granddaddy was my world. That was like, that was my, my dad, you know, that's, that was, and, um, and he passes and I just, I got depressed and I committed, I tried to commit suicide, Mark. I drank a bottle of uh, Tylenol with coating. And- Wait, how old were you? Room, uh, 12 years old, almost 13. So now hold on, so hold on, so, so- This is going into seventh grade, like going into seventh grade. Right, right, and you're, you're just, you had just moved back to your mom's. Fifth grade, 12 years old, fifth grade. I moved back in fifth grade, to sixth grade and then seventh grade is when all, sixth grade is when my grandfather died seventh grade is when i started getting bullied and everything else so fifth grade now, i got back i might be wrong on my age but but, but during okay grade. i understand yeah that's good we can well, fifth grade now during this span were you, you turning to any kind of drugs or alcohol nope okay nope. so then then you hit seventh grade junior high right and now Your i'm grandfather wait had passed away you're eating more, you're depressed. Your grandfather's passing affected you, obviously. Majorly, majorly. That's when I, so I, I attempted literally suicide. My, then I went into the room with my mom and I told her, I just drank a bottle of this and I don't want to die and I was scared. So they rushed me to the hospital where they had to pump my stomach. Um, I ended up going to Modesto Psychiatric Center 
which is about 45 minutes uh, north of Los Banos. And I stayed there for 30 days. They had to do an eval because I was considered 5150 because I tried to commit suicide. Right. Um, but I was I was depressed, man. I was I was getting bullied. I was getting picked on at school. I missed my granddaddy. I didn't have anybody. I was overweight. Life was just, you know what I mean? I wanted my dad, even though, you know, we may not have had the best relationship or whatever. He's more like a friend. I missed him. That was my dad. Did you, you know were I mean? you able to talk to him at all? Or was it, it was. Yeah, was it- but he was more about himself, man. He was just too wrapped up in his own stuff. And I, I don't hate him for that, man. It's just the type of guy he was, you know, I don't think he really intended to even have children to hear my mom talk about it. You know what I'm saying? So it's kind of, it's kind of. Well, he's gay. You know, but, so. Right. Exactly. So the yeah. kind of the kid thing was kind of a, was kind of, you know, they, they, it just. Yeah. I would imagine. And, and I guess this would be a whole other show. Uh, maybe is your dad around these days? <laughs> I haven't spoken. Cause, cause, cause what I'm imagining is like a lot of, a lot of men, his age uh, back then, I mean, to be gay was, was you, what you, you know, you unimaginable, right. Yeah. For some people in some places, oh, dude. And many, many men hid, hit it and lived alternate lives right show that they in fact were straight so you know maybe he went right. through something like that but but nonetheless I know he went through know, a lot he went through a lot and 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 i he's talked to me about it and and that's what i i understand now that you know i i believe my higher power the creator you know gave me that life so that i would be able to understand people and love people in a different way because my dad sat and had a heart to heart i'll never forget it when i was a kid and he explained that daddy didn't choose to be like this I didn't, it's not something daddy wanted. It was the most difficult thing ever, forever that I've ever had to deal with and go through. If I could have just been straight and been with your mom, I promise you I would have, baby. I tried because I know my dad loved me, you know, but he was fighting a battle within himself, man, his whole existence. And I know he's still out there and I've forgiven him, but it's, it's just, he's kind of, he doesn't want anything to do with me, you know? So, well, his loss, right. His absolute loss because yeah. you're a, and these grandbabies too. Fine persons. Absolutely. Absolutely. He, he, you know, that's, I, I know a little something about that, but, uh, but you come back from trying to commit suicide in seventh grade at, you must've been 15, 14, 15, whatever it is. And uh, how do you recover or what happens next? So, going into high so eighth grade, going into eighth grade, I ended up, uh, so out of seventh into eighth, I ended up, getting in with the, the group of cats, you know, trouble. The kid, the kids that were picking on me, I ended up just, I, I started kicking it with them. I, so I you wouldn't get picked on? I, I kind of feel that's probably what I was doing it for. And I, I just wanted to fit in so bad, man. And um, let me and, ask you this. Then, like, Hold yeah. on. Let me ask you, let me ask you this. So did, were, were you starting to do, um, you know, bad, disruptive, illegal, mischievous things yep. to fit in? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, you say absolutely. that like you say that like like yeah, that's what well, that's just what that's what I did. That's what we had to do around there wherever it was, you know? Cuz for me, I never is, my my friends I hung I well, I'm not without doing shit in my life that's mischievous, <laughs> but but there are things that I was presented with and I said, "Fuck, I ain't doing that, man." Like the fuck. Right. And I was like 15 and 16, you know. So, you know, it's it's the you know, the cultural difference and where people, you know, grow up in, in, in the environment that they're in and what they're exposed Absolutely. to, it, it, you know, leads to whatever it is you're going to be getting into. And so your, 
you're fitting in now. Now, now are the drugs and alcohol start starting to be a oh, thing? Yeah, yeah. yeah, we we were drinking, you know, vodka and orange juice, kicking it with the homies in the park on Friday nights. And, you know, I, the first time I smoked pot was with my boy Andy and we got it from his sister, Santi. He stole her weed from her and we went to the canal bank. And But uh, the weed wasn't really like, it wasn't, it was just to do it. The stuff that we was doing was more alcohol, uh, smoking wet, PCP, you know what I mean? Like, you know, street drugs, like, you know, and it was just to be cool. So it wasn't like an everyday thing. It was just when we would kick it, we would do drugs and go steal shit, steal cars, get in fights <laughs> with other kids, you know, now, 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 nothing crazy. Now, yeah. <laughs> now, hold on. Now we're, now we're getting into some good criminal activity that you you're go. engaging, yeah. you're engaging <laughs> in and, and, and what period of time, what time frame? when, no, let's do this. When was the first time you got arrested for doing this stuff? Oh, dude, I was slick, man. I mean, well, actually, no, I wasn't that slick. Well, hold on. Wait wait a minute. Wait, hold on. That's a simple question. When was the first time you got arrested? I'm thinking. Think. Because I want to put it, I want to, I want to, I want to get a time. I'm going to reference point here because you get into junior high school were you in high school yeah it was during high school so you got arrested the first time in high school do you remember what you were arrested for the very first time yeah man we uh we stole a bunch of wood to build a half pipe wait wait you you stole i I know that's crazy no 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 no, wait we stole a bunch of wood to build a half pipe, that's something that skateboarders use, right? Is that what you're we talking were, about? We were actually, yeah, we were. Or, so my, we or, my, or all bicycles, bikes, bicycles, rollerblades, skateboards, scooters, BMX, all, right. all of that. Hold yes. on. Hold on now. Yeah, now what, kid, <laughs> this is your first crime is stealing wood to build a fucking. So, so. Right. So, so, and we you're trying to stay out of trouble. Well, yeah. Okay. Now let me ask you this. Was there smoking and drinking going on before the thievery of the wood? No, it wasn't nothing like that. All the stuff that we did when we drank and got in trouble, we got away with, man. I'm not going to lie to you, bro. We got away with so much. I got in trouble, trouble when I got older. Uh, So 26 years old. So way out of high school. So, but the first time you're arrested in high school is for stealing wood, stealing wood. How did you get, Yes. how did, where was the wood? These older skateboarder kids snitched on us, bro. So they were building these houses (laughs) and we were a bunch of poor kids and we were trying to stay out of trouble and we didn't have no, you know, way to buy the wood. And we were like, well, they got all kinds of wood. And we knew this skateboarder, this older cat was like, well, steal us wood and we'll take all the wood for you guys. You guys go steal it. We'll give you yours, but we want some. And then they got in trouble, told the cops on us snitched on us and they came and we got arrested rats and we rats to, who don't yeah, know how to, pay to for shut everything. the fuck up yeah bro right stfu bro <laughs> so that's and they were big kids we we're like younger and they were these older kids like they used you oh no yeah they, they, they have no honor they have no mm-hmm. honor they have no soul and i'm sure they got uh, what they yeah. deserved yeah. but uh, we don't have to talk about Absolutely. that so so, so you just said it. So 26 years old is the first time you get arrested. So, so let's talk about it. So from, 
from, from high school, let's say, so from 18 years of age to 26, you are, when do you cord. really start using drugs to the point, I need to steal a car so I can get money so I can get my drugs? Right. When does that so start? Look. So, oh man, dude, I'm in Orange County. I started, and this is when the crime started. Actually, so I was younger than 26. I went to prison at 26. I started getting okay, in trouble you know before what? that. You know what? That's that's just perfect because my stopwatch stopped, and we, I could, I could fucking just talk to you, but we got to Forever. do segments here. It is a show, and uh, when we come back, we are going to talk about sober junkie and going to prison at the age of 26. Right here on Cannabis yeah. Talk 101. We'll be right back after this break. This is Neil Strauss, host of the Tenderfoot TV true crime podcast, To Live and Die in L.A. I'm here to tell you about the new podcast I've been undercover investigating for the last year and a half. It's called To Die For. Here's a clip. All these girls were sent out into the world and they were told, try to meet important men, try to attach yourself to important men. The voice you're hearing is a Russian model agent telling me about spies sent out to seduce men with political power. The war in Ukraine is also being fought by all these girls that are all over important cities. For the first time, a military-trained seduction spy reveals how the Russian government turned sex and love into a deadly weapon. If you want to kill your target, it's easy. You just seduce him, take him somewhere, start having sex, and then he's very vulnerable, so you can kill him easily. To Die For is available now. Listen for free on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey fam, I'm Simone Boyce. I'm Danielle Robay. And we're the hosts of The Bright Side, a daily podcast from Hello Sunshine that's guaranteed to light up your day. Every weekday, we bring you conversations with the culture makers who inspire us. Like our recent episode with Hollywood royalty Regina and Raina King. We talked about the creative power of women's relationships. I feel like, thank God for women. Like, especially when it comes to Black women, the way we lean on our mothers, our grandmothers, our sisters, our friends. We're just each other's pulse. I mean... It's molecular, you know? Listen to The Bright Side from Hello Sunshine on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey guys, I'm home. Everyone knows that it's Dad's job to be a bit of a joker. Sorry I'm late, everyone. There was an accident at the factory. Monty fell into the upholstery machine. Don't worry, though. He's fully recovered. <sighs> Good one, Dad. <sighs> Did you get the pizza for dinner? So he likes to keep everyone happy with some dad jokes. Yep, right here. I had a coupon, and it saved me a lot of dough. Well, the truth is, Dad is just a fun guy. Hey, I'm not a mushroom. Please stop. Where does he get these stupid jokes from? He listens to the Daily Dad Jokes podcast. Oh, great. More dad jokes for me. We've delivered over 15,000 jokes to over 3 million listeners, and man, the postage fees are killing us. 
Listen to the Daily Dad Jokes podcast every day on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome back to Cannabis Talk 101. Mark and Craig, the Pop Brothers at Law, Blue and Joe Grande. Mark, little brother, the Wasp here holding it down once again as Blue, Joe Grande, and my big brother are out social distancing somewhere. And I'm here, of course, with the sober junkie singer, songwriter, artist, activist. I mean, the list goes on and on with the things this guy is doing. But before he got there, he went to prison. State, prison, the hole, the shoe, he saw it all. Thanks to things like meth and heroin that can just wrangle and take control of somebody's life. And and thank you so much for being so open and honest with everybody. And it's it's helps people. Bigger than me, Mark. Bigger than me, man. It helps people. Okay, so we left off. Yeah. You had you had you had been running around after high school, doing doing drugs, doing partying, stealing things. But at some point there, it turned into the real hard stuff, the meth, the heroin, and you were, you were, you were, you were robbing and stealing to get your hands on, on the drugs. Right. And so what was the crime that landed you in prison? So that was a a GTA. Now felony evasion, grand theft auto, right? Felony evasion. Um, and you were evading. Oh, so it's car chase. Yeah. So it's a car chase. High speed. Oh, sorry, chase. I don't mean to get so excited, but I that's exciting. You watch it on TV. It's like, well, that's yeah. a car chase. So you you were one of these guys <laughs> who was maybe filmed being in the car. How, how many minutes? Dude, I was on the front, I was on the front page of the Modesto paper. I took him on a hell of a chase, man. All right. Like, so hold on. I, I took him from Turlock, California to Denaire, California. And I hit back road, country roads. I was, you know, going over 135, 145 miles an hour. I was what in an 84, 84 El Camino for the 454 Super Sport. Yeah. 84 El Camino. Yeah. And so wait a minute. I'm going to buy one one day, baby. All right. I'm buy one one All right. You, I, you know, I'm an attorney, so let's go back. <laughs> I want to, I got to, I got to. So Talk to me. Do, do, do you at all re- remember the year? Or the date at all? 2006, uh, 2006, November 14th. Oh, wow. Okay. All right. So November 14th, 2006, you wake up that morning. Well, I had what been did you asleep. Do? Huh? <laughs> I <hadn't laughs> <been to> sleep. <laughs> yeah. Where's Joe Grande when I need him right now? <laughs> so, so wait a minute wait a yeah, minute baby. you get you get arrested november Here, let me 14th. make let me make joe grande happy it was a long night filled with crazy drug oh. uh, and 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 influenced sex with my now wife of 15 years well now that's an awesome <laughs> that's an awesome ending that we get to look forward to and so we're talking uh november 14th yes yes 2000 2000 what six 2006 yeah it was raining that's when you get arrested yeah all right when was before november 14th 2006 when you got arrested when was the last time you had slept oh my gosh bro i mean dude i would be up for 
four or five days, no okay. bullshit. And good enough. This, stop, stop, stop. Good enough. Good enough. Let me, let me, let me walk us through as best we can with your memory. That's amazingly right. pretty keen considering all the damage you've done to it with all the bro. That's what I was. <laughs> but cannabis is probably saving you. So yeah, they tell you it's against you, but in all actuality, cannabis is medicine, man. And it's done a lot more for me. Good. wise. I'll tell you right now. All right. So it's four or five days before this. Right. And so that's, it's like November 9th or 10th. And I, what are you doing? Give us a typical before you're, before you go on some kind of freaking bender where you're up for four or five days, what how, are you just waking up from having done that already? And yeah, 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 yeah. How, that's how, how many it goes. Days had you crashed? Probably twenty four hours because I I would go hard. I'd wake up. I woke up that morning, and I had dope. I remember I had a lot of dope. Probably about an ounce and a half of meth on me, and um and I had a bunch of uh uh, uh Norco's, you know, the uh, pain medication, and um opiates, you know, and. I was like, we gotta go. We went. We went to Atwater. I I told her we gotta go to Atwater. I need to get some tires because we had a Tahoe, which was also stolen. But I bought it from someone who hadn't paid their payments, right? So we were just on the run from the from the tow man, not from like you know what I mean. They just weren't gonna pay the payments, and it's not illegal to drive around a car. But once they find it, they take it. So I gave a guy money. I just Tahoe, but the tires were bad, and I told Ray, I was like, yo. Let's go to Atwater, go see what's going on. So we went to a dope house in Atwater, go sell some meth and top it up and hang out with some people. And I see the El Camino out front. And I'm like, damn, that shit's clean as fuck. And uh, I, to be honest, I was looking at the tires. I was like, well, those work on here because they're both like, you know, that's like Chevy, El Camino. I was like trying to figure out if the tire, because I'm not a car guy. You know what I mean? I don't really know shit like that. So I'm like, I, want, I think I could put those tires on this Tahoe. And I went inside, start talking. I think it's the dude's car. It's inside. And I'm like, well, bro, I'll give you an eight ball. Let me ride that motherfucker. Let me drive it for a little bit. Homegirl here knows me. You know, the, the house we're at, the dope house. I said, homegirl knows me, man. I'm solid, bro. I'll give you my word, man. I'll be back. And I would have been back. I was just going to take his shit and I just give him a reason that something happened <laughs> when I came back. But uh, so we take off. I tell Ray to follow. We go to Turlock from Atwater, get to Turlock. I went to, to some people we knew live right off the freeway, guy and a girl. And we're gonna talk to them. They didn't answer. We sat outside in front of their place for a while. I was getting sketchy. I was like, let's go, just follow me. Follow me in the, uh, in the tall, I'm gonna take the El Camino. We're gonna go to Denair. I know some dope fiends out there, some junkies and dude's a mechanic. He'll do the swap for me. So we start driving out of Turlock, right? And we're in front of Turlock High School. And to the right, to the left of me, is good old Johnny Law. Well, my boy, one of my brothers from Dead End Locos, my brother Chefe, rest in peace, had given me an all red Indians hat that night because I'm native. And he was always like, yo, this, I, this Indians hat, bro, you know, I, I want you to have it. It's all red. And, you know, that's your people. And I was like, oh, thanks, bro. So I wore that hat that night. That's what the cops seen. So, cause they said in later on in the report, right? So I look at him, he looks at me and I'm like, ah, oh, fuck. Desiree's right behind me, Ray's driving behind me. So I start to drive. Well, anyone knows Turlock High, I'm getting close to the cuts and the out, the out, out cuts, right? 
So I'm going and all of a sudden he gets by, he flips a bitch, gets behind me. At this point, I got a 45 on me loaded. I got a sock full of syringes loaded with meth. I got a pocket full of Norcos, like 140 of them. I'm on the run already from parole. I was already on the run, not from parole. I believe I was on the run from, uh, I was on the run from probation in Orange County, not parole, prison shit, because I got in trouble in Orange County earlier on before prison. Remember, I told you this is prison. Right, so, we're not, we, right, right, right. Let me, and let me, let me clarify in case your people are confused because we talked, we, we, we're not talking yeah, about the first time you got arrested. Right, we're talking or about went to went to jail or the first time I you went, went to, to jail. jail. Or the first time you went to jail, we're talking the first time you went to prison. So we kind of yeah. jumped ahead. You already, you'd already been to county jail and you've been on probate. That actually, I, I purposefully did that. I'm glad you brought it up so we could explain it and make sure everybody understands because that's boring shit. I don't, I don't, I deal, I don't want to talk about your county jail woes, <laughs> whatever. Right. This, and, and this is the shit that got you into state prison. So go ahead. So. Uh, I'm like, I, I, I reached down and 97.5 is, is, is the radio station my uncle always listens to and it's oldies. And I was like, he turned his lights on. No sirens, just the lights are on. And I said, well, here we go. So I Wait, got so, the 45s loaded. What's that? Hold on, hold on. Because yeah. you, you have a splits, you have, you have a decision to make, right? When those lights, oh, yeah. right? Now, did the thought, I I'm fucked. I'm caught. I'm pulling myself over. And did that ever enter your mind or was it straight to flight? Flight. Flight. I got all where in that moment, is there even a thought where you're going? Where, where are you going to go? You're just. So I, I did, I did think of a couple things. I knew somebody a couple towns over. I figured if I could get to their place, I could jump the fence and deal with their pit bull. Um, and while I was driving, because of this high speed, I'll get to that. I yeah, did yeah. a lot of thinking, man. This was a crazy. I was I was on a run for a good, you know, 35, 45 miles. And it's like through, you know, nine miles straight away, turn your way out in the middle of nowhere. It was raining. I had the lights off. They had the ghetto birds on me. They had um, uh, 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 regular police, sheriffs, highway patrol. But I did, I thought for a second and I thought, honestly, Mark, I said, I'm done. It's over. And I'll be real. And I'm not saying this in a glorified way or nothing. I was so lost. I was so lost, man. All right. That I was ready to just. Disappear. Wait, sorry. I got another freaking si ambulance going by. No problem. All right. All right. So go ahead. Man. I was, I was at that point, bro, where I was like, fuck it. Whatever happens, happens. And I gunned it and he, his siren went off whoop, and it was on. And let me tell you, man, I had the radio up full blast. I had the gun on my waist. It was such a long fucking run that I had got on this straightaway for a minute and it was dark out and it's raining and my lights are off. And I said, fuck it. And I chucked the gun. Then I chucked syringes. Cause I'm thinking, fuck, I can get out and I can run. At least this shit ain't near me and ain't on me. I won't get extra charges if they catch me. I could dump this shit. And I did, but I forgot I had Norcos were still in my pocket. And so I'm gone, dude. And I'm literally blowing through. There's a, a, a coming into Denaire. There's a four-way intersection and there's diesels coming both ways. It's fucking raining. 
and I'm blowing through fucking four-way intersections, bro, at 120 miles an hour plus in the rain. And I didn't give a fuck. I was lost, bro. I so, was... Oh. So, so yeah. you... Did they did they recover any of that shit you tossed? Ultimately? No, no. Okay, so, bro. So that that, that was like, yeah. That 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 say I you already know what what that saved you. Um, mm-hmm. So so how did it end? How did it, it ended end with me crashing into a tree? So it wasn't um, your decision. Went, no, no. You crashed. I locked it up and I crashed and it knocked me out. I woke up to the dogs barking and them screaming at me with the guns. And then they dragged me out of the car and beat the shit out of me, dude. Wow. And I was seizing and and seizing, dude. I was convulsing, bro, like seizing from the amounts of drugs that were in my system, bro. So, so okay. You know what? I want to talk about that now for a second. What's, what is in your system? Tell everything. Tell me everything that was in your system. At that time, uh, oxys, oxycodones, Vicodins. Um, heroin, meth, uh, alcohol, maybe no ecstasy, syrup, lean, probably a little bit of lean, which is coding, right? Yeah. I was doing everything. Alcohol really wasn't my thing. That was like a last fucking resort. Cannabis. No, I didn't fuck with cannabis, bro. That's so fucking crazy. That's what, so, that's why, that's why. <laughs> I know. No, it's, it's, that's amazing. I mean, yeah, and so that's, crazy. that's, that is yet, that is just one instance that it, the cannabis wasn't no gateway drug for you, you know? Nope. Shit, you tasted Not at all. Uh, Coke when you were 11. So, I mean, Jesus, yeah. that's a gateway drug. So, all yeah. right. So, all right. It's hard. It's, it's, I know we, I know we have you for a limited time because you have a, a show you're doing tonight. Yes, um, actually. Is it is it a, a virtual show or is it what's what kind it's of sh- just a private family thing? Uh, someone has had has me in uh we have a meeting this evening and then they actually hired my guitar player to perform. But since he's my guitar player and it's our friends and family, I'm gonna perform too as a surprise. Yeah. So they don't know the sober junkies popping in to sing a few songs? No, nah, they just think I'm coming to hang out. Nice. <laughs> you're one you're, you're a, really cool. you're a wonderful man. That, yeah. That's that's Spread Joe Reed, my my business partner with the Kit Kit, man. Oh, that's and you know what? We got to talk about that. So you know what? I mean, yes. as we could go on forever, you know, and, know. and actually I think it's a good time to to uh kind of break it there. And we could we could have you back and talk and go in detail yeah. about Absolutely. your how long in prison, in and out and stuff, seven years. Dude, honestly, seven to eight years in and out, yeah. Yes. So crazy, and, and, and you know what? I'm sure. I'm sure Joe Bluing, my brother, would love to get in on that. I know they would. So <laughs> let's. Hey, uh, I, I I know Grande for sure. Oh, oh my God! I mean, well, he just wants to know if you got banged in the ass. You know, I already know. I already know. <laughs> don't it. answer that here. You know, but I already know what he's gonna say. You know, but 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 nonetheless, the kit kit. I'm glad that that you know I want to talk about that, and you know, the kick. That's K-I-C-K. Yep, K-I-T. 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 The kick kit. You said those two words to me. I want to say maybe maybe, uh, three years ago or so, soon after we met, four years maybe, 
right. Um, that you had this idea, you wanted to do the kick kit. Tell us what the, and now it seems it's going to be a reality. Tell us what it is. So when I got clean, I, I used cannabis. That was my thing. And I used the 12 step recovery and I hid the cannabis thing. And then I, after having over eight years clean, actually, like I said, about three years ago, I was like, you know what? I'm clean. This is working for me. And now the, the technology, the things we found out, the nano, the, you know, the sublinguals, the, all this stuff that cannabis has now, right? And all the things that we've been learning about, the CBD, the CBG, you know, Delta 8, Delta 9, like all these things that we have, right? So I was like, dude, I want to make a, a, a kit where people have all the things that they need, but they go through a withdrawal. But I can't say, do this, do that, do this, do that. You know, we can't do that. But I know I could get the right stuff and put it together. You know what I'm saying? To where it's it's not the miracle thing, but it's exactly what you need to get through the withdrawal and, and to be able to do it and not feel like you're dying. Because Mark, like I told you, that was the scariest thing for me. So many times I tried to get clean, bro, but the withdrawal every time pulled me back, bro. And so, I think it's like that for a lot of us. Well, let me ask you this. So if I'm uh, if I'm addicted to something and I'm a, I, is the kick kit, for someone who's addicted to just heroin or meth? Absolutely. Absolutely. For Absolutely. anything. Anything. It's so it's, alcohol. Yep. Anything. I, alcohol. I think anything that's 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 hurting you, man. Anything that's gonna, you know what I'm saying, affecting you in a negative way, you know. So let me ask um, you. If I'm addicted to let's say I'm addicted to meth, and I say I want the kit kit, I want to, I want to use cannabis to get off this shit. I want to do it sober junkie did when, if somebody were to get the kit kit, walk us through it, what would they do? Okay. So I don't want to give away too much because we haven't gone all the way. Oh, with hey, it, hey, but... hey, 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 give away as much as your attorney would allow you to. <laughs> Which is like zero. <laughs> so no. what it is, I'll tell you, this is what it is. It's going to walk you through is what it is. It's, it's everything that you need. You know, when we kick, we go through a lot of things like the nausea, right? And it's uncontrollable. You feel so sick the whole time. You're shaking. Your, your heart's racing 100 miles an hour. You've been beating yourself up. Usually when it's heroin or meth or something, your serotonin levels are down, everything. So it's not just cannabis products. There's other holistic things in there and vitamins to get the serotonin level back up. Just a lot of really good stuff, man, that, you know, like my attorney would say, STFU. <laughs> but... um it's everything you need, you know? It's every it's everything you need and it's everything I wish I could have had. I had just this small part, you know, our beautiful medicine, our plant. And, and what I've been able to do is with having doctors involved now and other people that are in recovery, because we've got some heavy hitters in recovery that are in 12-step program helping us and working with us, bro. And that's unheard of because everybody's like, oh, cannabis, eh. not no, not no more, dude. Not when you've got guys like me going on nine years clean, April 20th, baby. So, so, so something like the um, universally known AA, Alcoholics Anonymous. Right. I mean, that's, that's, uh, that's probably where the 12-step pro program became very famous from. Right. And, and very hardcore believers in that think that, you know, that you shouldn't do, can't, you shouldn't do anything you know, like complete abstinence. But I think as you've said, more and more people are realizing that 
you know, this is, this is a medicine that can help. Now, so, so to help bring this dream of yours to fruition, who have you hooked up with? What entity? How are you getting this kit kit done? Yeah. So I'm working with Joe Reed and um, that's California Care Group. Um, they also are Nevada Care Group and they're connected with World Dignity CBD. And um, Joe and I got together and I told him what I needed to make this happen. And very, it, this is the thing I've noticed, man. And you said it to me. You said, when it's right, it's going to be boom, 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 boom. It's not going to be, and that's what it's been. And even things that, you know, uh, that I didn't think of, he thought of and brought it to my attention. And, you know, it was, hey, we got the website already. You know, it wasn't, hey, I was thinking we should get the website. It was, hey, just so you know, we got the website. It's in your name. It's mine. Done. Um, it's, it's, you find the people that, that believe in what you're doing. And here's another thing, like, he's got a connection to recovery as well. And that's a big part of it because then you, you understand me differently. And um, I'm just excited, man. The people that are involved right now are going to make this thing go next level. And we're going to be saving a lot of lives, Mark. I'm excited for you, my friend. And I know I, you, that you, and I, as you know, I've been right there with you as uh with a long brother as your legal counsel as you've had many many companies and people approach you for this with this right. idea that you've had and uh you know as you said you know you, you or you know as i told you when it's right it's right it'll happen not a lot of talk and a lot of crosstalk so i'm glad that we could be involved and help you, you reach, reach your goals and i'm glad to see it happening and when we come back we are going to close out with the Cannabis Talk 101 High Five with the Sober Junkie. Yow! We'll be back <laughs> and we'll be right back after this break. This is Neil Strauss, host of the Tenderfoot TV True Crime Podcast, To Live and Die in LA. I'm here to tell you about the new podcast I've been undercover investigating for the last year and a half. It's called To Die For. Here's a clip. All these girls were sent out into the world and they were told, try to meet important men, try to attach yourself to important men. The voice you're hearing is a Russian model agent telling me about spies sent out to seduce men with political power. The war in Ukraine is also being fought by all these girls that are all over important cities. For the first time, a military-trained seduction spy reveals how the Russian government turned sex and love into a deadly weapon. If you want to kill your target, it's easy. You just seduce him, take him somewhere, start having sex, and then he's very vulnerable, so you can kill him easily. To Die For is available now. Listen for free on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey fam, I'm Simone Boyce. I'm Danielle Robay. And we're the hosts of The Bright Side, a daily podcast from Hello Sunshine that's guaranteed to light up your day. Every weekday, we bring you conversations with the culture makers who inspire us. Like our recent episode with Hollywood royalty Regina and Raina King. We talked about the creative power of women's relationships. I feel like, thank God for women, like, especially when it comes to black women 
the way we lean on our mothers, our grandmothers, our sisters, our friends. We're just each other's pulse. I mean, it's molecular, you know? Listen to The Bright Side from Hello Sunshine on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey guys, I'm home. Everyone knows that it's dad's job to be a bit of a joker. Sorry I'm late, everyone. There was an accident at the factory. Monty fell into the upholstery machine. Don't worry, though. He's fully recovered. <sighs> Good one, Dad. <sighs> Did you get the pizza for dinner? So he likes to keep everyone happy with some dad jokes. Yep, right here. I had a coupon, and it saved me a lot of... dough. Well, the truth is, Dad is just a fun guy. Hey, I'm not a mushroom. Please stop. Where does he get these stupid jokes from? He listens to the Daily Dad Jokes podcast. Oh, great. More dad jokes for me. We've delivered over 15,000 jokes to over 3 million listeners, and man, the postage fees are killing us. Listen to the Daily Dad Jokes podcast every day on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome back to Cannabis Talk 101. Mark and Craig, the Pop Brothers at La Blue, and Joe Grande. And we want to thank Pitt, Peanut, Jen, Elvis for really, really putting this show together and making it all happen for us. You guys are the best. We wish you the best. We love you. Love but you. now, it's what'd you say as you interrupted? I me? said, love you. And Sober I Junkie love loves you. you too. I love Elvis, man. It's my brother. And you can. Interrupt me anytime, baby. And you know, Elvis is in, <laughs> he's in Vegas right now. What? Elvis lives in Vegas. God damn. Bro, we gotta go. Elvis, he moved. He's got a new job in the El- So, all right. You gotta we'll hook up with Elvis in Vegas. That'll be, I gotta come to Vegas. As soon as things open up, Vegas, Vegas. I mean, I haven't been back to Vegas. My brother's, uh, well, he was there. He was there just before they closed. And so, but. And no, I know people are going back and gambling is open, but I just have no interest in going to Vegas just to gamble. I never did, right? I want to, I like to go to the events and the parties and hang out and do all that stuff. But anyways, let's to get to the favorite part of, my, of the show that I like, the Cannabis Talk 101 high five with the Sober Junkie. All right, Sober Junkie, question number one of the Cannabis Talk 101 High Five. How old were you the first time you smoked and where did you get it from? I was, we just talked about it, 12, Andy Garcia's sister, Sandy. You and were we 12 and you got it from Andy Garcia's sister's sister, son. Is that what no, you said? her name is Santi. Santi was her name. And where were you? On a canal bank in Los Banos, California. Oh, there you go. All right. That's a that's a good one, man. What is your favorite way to hold on? How old were you? Remember 12. 12. So that's right. So so but you were actually what is it, 10 or 11 when you tasted the Coke? Yeah, I was like 10, dude. Tasted Coke first. Yeah. So all right. Yeah. Question number two. Cocaine was the first, man. Yes. <laughs> I remember that. <laughs> question number two. What is your favorite way to use cannabis? Smoking and joint, man. Love That's it. Me. 
All right, question number three of the Cannabis Talk 101. High five with the sober junkie singer, songwriter, actor, artist. Just a great guy overall. What's the craziest place you ever used cannabis or smoked it? Oh, my goodness. <laughs> um, you must have... I can only imagine. Yeah. I, don't, I don't even Bro, know what's going through your head right now. Like, It might be an unfair question. No, no but you got to no. pick one. You got to pick uh, one. Actually, on the Miwok, on the Miwok Reds, I was with Chicken, and we wait, 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 wait. Say that place. again. You skipped my cousin. You skipped the beat for me. Say that again. Okay, so I was on the Miwok Reservation in Northern California with my cousin Chicken, smoking on the top of a hillside next to a giant Sasquatch looking over all the hills of Northern California. Wow. Sounds we pretty had to beautiful. go up there, like we four wheel up there. Sick. It's all amazing, right. Amazing, bro. That's a good one. Question number four of the Cannabis Talk 101 High Five. What is your go-to munchies after you get high? It's not really a munchie thing, man. I'm not a really a munchie guy, man. So, um... But I'll tell you what my favorite munchie is. Well, if that's what we get. Every, who laughed? Who's sitting over there? peanuts, bro. Who's laughing over there? Mallory. Who? who? Mallory. Your daughter? My daughter, Mallory. What are you laughing yeah. about? Mallory, get in here. Get over here. If you can't be quiet during a production, I want to see you. I want to see your face. You got to, we, we want to, we want to meet you. Hi. We want to see you. She camera shy? You said you didn't say hi. Yeah. You didn't say hi to yeah, Uncle she Mark. Is. She can't hear you. It's okay. Uh, all said, right, we'll get back. Let's get back. <laughs> we'll get hi. We'll get it next time. She said hi. Okay. <laughs> I know she's a beautiful girl. You got lovely, lovely kids. This man Thank is you. a father, a wonderful so father. Much. Now, tell us what that munchie is. Uh, I'm I'm really feeling banana chips, dude. Okay. And toffee peanuts. Banana chips yeah, have a lot of carbs. Banana crunchy. chips have a lot of carbs. Be careful. Yeah, no. Careful with the carbs. All right, question number five of the Cannabis Talk 101. High five with the sober junkie. If you could smoke cannabis with anyone dead or alive, who would it be? Bob Marley. Bob Marley. Why is that, my friend? Why? Because he visits me in my dreams. And I, I feel he he was a prophet, you know, to the people. I feel he was like a gift and his music resonates in my soul. And to be able to smoke with him would just, I don't know, man. It, it would be, uh, it would be, it's not just getting stoned, you know? I think magic would happen. We didn't write a song together or something, <laughs> you know? All right. I love that. I love that answer. I, lo I love that answer. All right. Before we get out of here, you know, we, we, we spent so much time talking about you more or less. We didn't get into your actual music and songs and sounds. And I mean, it's, we, we need, we need a couple days with you, but tell, just tell everybody in terms of music, what are like gotcha. the three songs, if they're going to go go for people who hadn't heard of you before, who's the sober yes. junkie, what's his stuff all about? Three of your songs, gotcha. give us your, your top three songs for you that you'd want people to Google and go listen to or watch the videos. Uh, people Remix, uh, Take Me Away, and um, the latest song, 
which is important, and it's and it's me and D-Loke, actually. It's our song for Saint Dog, Rest in Peace, of the Cottonmouth Kings. D-Loke from the Cottonmouth Kings. Kings. Yes. This, my bros. That's you know? great. No, yes, I know. That's, that's awesome. Legends Never Die. Legends Never Die is the song. So we got Legends Never Die. What were the other Take two? Take Me Away. Take, Take Me, me away. away. And People Remix. And People Remix. And jeez. Uh, I know some. I know a little something about those first two songs. You know about them all. <laughs> <laughs> I think you might. I, I think you I, might. You have a remix, don't you? Well, if if you listen close enough, you might hear my voice in the background somewhere. I don't know. Oh, yes, you will. <laughs> <laughs> yes, you do. I love you, yeah, brother. Yeah. Tell everybody where they too. can. Tell everybody where they can find you. Uh, yeah. Soberjunkieofficial.com. And uh, the Sober Junkie Official on Instagram at the Sober Junkie Official. My IG is to everything, and my IG's got my website on it. Everything I'm doing, I stay on I, I Instagram every day. So it's the best place to tap in with me. I'm saying good morning to you. I'm saying good night to you. I really tap in with the people because I care. You know, it's just yes, good. yes, you do, and I and I know he does. It's been a pleasure having you on the show right now. And we're going to get you on again to wrap up. Well, I don't know. We're going to have to have you a couple times. Joe's going to need to get you you for the prison stuff. I know he's going to have a call. And I mean that in all sorts of ways. (laughs) But hey, it's Cannabis Talk 101. And remember this. If no one else loves you, we do. Thank you for listening to Cannabis Talk 101 on the iHeartRadio app. Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Imagine you're a fly on the wall at a dinner between the mafia, the CIA, and the KGB. That's where my new podcast begins. This is Neil Strauss, host of To Live and Die in L.A., and I wanted to quickly tell you about an intense new series about a dangerous spy taught to seduce men for their secrets and sometimes their lives. From Tenderfoot TV, this is To Die For. To Die For is available now. Listen for free on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey fam, I'm Simone Boyce. I'm Danielle Robay. And we're the hosts of The Bright Side, the podcast from Hell of Sunshine that's guaranteed to light up your day. Like our recent episode with sisters Regina and Raina King about the why behind their production company, Royal Ties. We have such a huge love for storytelling without walls, without barriers. Listen to The Bright Side from Hello Sunshine on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.